You did your job well. From now on, be my partner. The servant with the 2,000 showed him, uh, how he had also doubled his master's investment. His master commended him. Good work. You did your job well. From now on, be my partner. Right? So we know that by this, that the first and second one, the first and second service, or service, servants, right, they took that what was given them depending on their ability, right? You can get mad about that. Sometimes we can get mad and upset about that. Why did that guy get $5,000? Why did he get $2,000, right? Why did the other guy only get $1,000? But he, it says right there that it was given to them depending on their abilities, right? Which to me means they were all at different stages in their potential growth. They were all at different places. They had been given things. They had to have been given things up until this point that showed the master this guy was able to handle 5,000, this one was able to handle two, and this one was still in growth and still able to hold, handle one, right? He didn't want to give 5,000 to that one right off the bat because he just knew. I believe the master knows where we're at with our ability, where we're at with our growth, right? And so he, was, he, he knew... Uh, they knew what the master expected, and they knew what their potential was, and they knew what to do, uh, to do what they knew to do, right? And then the third one, it says this. It says, the servant gave 1,000, the servant given 1,000 said, Master, I know you have high standards and hate careless ways, you, that you demand the best and make no allowances for error. I was afraid I might disappoint you, so I found a good hiding place and secured your money. Here it is, safe and sound, down to the last cent. The master was furious. That's a terrible way to live. It's criminal to live cautiously like that. If you knew I was after the best, why did you do less than the least? That's pretty low. Less than the least is pretty low, right? The least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with bankers, where at least I would have gotten a little interest, Amen? So this third one, um, he was scared, right? He was scared. He, knew what the, he thought he knew what the master expected. He didn't even know what the master really expected, right? He didn't even take the, the little that he was given and put it in a bank or put it somewhere where he knew that his master could at least get interest. He went and buried it in a hole, right? Which to me says he hid his talents, right? He took what was given him and hid his talents, so God has given each and every one of us talents, giftings, things that we can do, right? Things that we can do differently than others, right? And he said, go multiply them. Go increase. Go do this. It's in your ability. And as you do it, you'll gain knowledge, you'll gain wisdom, and then your ability will grow, right? So as we grow in our potential, our abilities grow, God can give us more things, uh, more, more to, uh, to be done with, and we can multiply that more. Amen? We can actually uh, take that, and then our ability will grow with our potential, right? But he said, um, he said, he let fear, I'm sorry, he let fear keep him from the potential that was within him, Right? He said, I knew, I was afraid and knew what you needed. I was afraid, right? Fear, guys, fear, when it grips the heart, will lock you up. It will lock down your potential so quickly, 
right? Fear is opposite of faith. We know that, right? You can't have fear and faith at the same time. It's kind of like oil and water in my mind, right? You can pour uh, a quart of oil into a five-gallon bucket of water, and they will stay separate. They don't mix, right? You cannot have fear without faith, or fear with faith. They don't, it's, you can have some faith in some areas, but if you are, get afraid, that fear will rob that faith, right? That trust uh, away from you. So, right? So he let fear grip his heart and he buried his talents. How many of us are letting fear contain? How many are letting, of us are letting fear of the unknown, that fear of stepping out, that fear of, of walking out on our abilities to stop? To stop us dead in our tracks, right? And God's going, let's go. Come on, there's so much more in you. Trust me. Rely on me. Let's, let's, let's move towards your full potential. I've got so many more things for you. There are people hurting. There are people dying. There are people going to hell. And it's up to you to reach your potential to reach them. Amen? All right, so here's, uh, we're going to go into 10 ways to start maximizing your potential, okay? 10 ways, 10 ways that, uh, that you can start growing, start developing our potential in this in-between time, right? I would love to say that, uh, that, we'll, that we'll get to our full potential. Um, you know, I would like to get to the full potential next week, especially in the body arena. But uh, how, we've got a long road to go, right? We've got a lifetime to be able to move towards, to be able to grow, develop. Because if God's unlimited, we're probably not going to get there in this little time span, right? This little uh, 100 years plus on earth, right? But we can be moving towards this. We can be moving towards this, right? So the first one, 10 ways, the first way that you can maximize your potential is, is you must know your source. You must know your source, right? It is essential that you understand the nature, the uh, composition, and consistency of your source, For this is the key to understanding the potency, I'm sorry, understanding the potency of your potential, right? The nature, the composition, and the consistency of your source, right? So how many of you guys have a dining room table in your house made of wood? Anybody got wood? Most of them are wood. Okay, we have, we have one that uh, I believe is made out of uh, mahogany in our house. And so being a carpenter, being the one that's been in the trade and, and having the uh, opportunity to work with all, a lot of different types of woods is uh, this analogy uh, goes inside. So if you have a dining room table that's made of wood at your house, right, and you know that it came from a certain grade of wood, let's say oak. Everybody knows that oak is a hard wood. Um, in, in working, right? The grains are tighter together. Um, it splinters easy if it's uh, without pre-drill and stuff like that. So we know it's a very dense and a very hard wood, right? The consistency of it is very hard. Um, and, and the nature of oak wood is very hard, right? So if you make a table out of oak wood, you can, you can b- uh, bank that that table is going to be solid. It's going to be dense, right? It's going to have some weight to it that it'll be able to take uh, some abuse without leaving dents and, and dings in it, right? And then on the opposite side, pine is also a very, it's a very soft wood, 
right? It dings easy. It, uh, it, it sand, that when you sand it, the soft grain comes out of it, right? The grains are further apart, so the consistency isn't the same as oak wood in its grains. So if we know that the, that the wood table in our home is made out of pine, we, can, we know the nature of that pine. We know that that table is not going to be the strongest. It may break easy, right? It won't hold a screw as easy or as long as, a heart, uh, as an oak table would, right? So if we know our source, the consistency and the nature and the com- uh, composition of it, then we, can, uh, then we know that it's solid, right? If we know that the source is solid, we know that, uh, that our table is solid, right? The strength, durability, and nature of the table can only be as strong and as durable as the tree, right? The same is true for you. To understand how much potential you possess, you must understand the source from which you came. You and I possess the qualities and nature of, of our source and are capable of manifesting these qualities, we also possess an eternal spirit just like our source does. We will live, for, live forever, not because he allows us to, but because it's in our nature to, right? We know that when we were born again, right, and we received the life of God on the inside of us, that our spirit was recreated, and we now carry the DNA of our source, right, of our God. Our consistency, composite, and, and uh, nature is of God, right? Therefore, our potential is of God which we've already decided is unlimited, right? A relationship exists between God and humanity. God guarantees the maximum performance of our potential if we find our source in him and submit to the conditions, specifications, and standards set by him. A personal relationship with our creator is the key to releasing our full potential. Right? So we got to know our source. We've got to know who we come from, who's on the inside of us, and what he consists of, what his nature is. Okay? Number two, you must understand how potential was designed to function. You must understand how potential was designed to function. Every manufacturer des- uh, designs, develops, and produces his or her product to function in a specific manner, right? Automobile manufacturers, for instance, design their products to function with gasoline, spark plugs, batteries, pistons, oil, water, antifreeze, right? So on and so forth. No matter what you do, if you do not supply the elements required for the operational function of the product, it will not perform and maximize its full potential, right? All of us drive cars, all of us uh, have, have a vehicle, more than likely, unless you're on a bike, but even a bike, you, you know, it's, it's the same principle. It's designed in a function, right? If you take away the spark plugs, the car doesn't run. At least not in my experience, the car doesn't run, right? If you let it get low on oil or you don't put oil in it, it will run for a short period of time and then it won't run at all, right? So there's these elements, these, these things that, are, uh, that was designed, if we don't have it, uh, it does not function, Right? God designed human beings to function as he does. You and I were created to function by faith and love. These are the fuels on which we run, right? The just live, operate by faith, right? It's impossible to please God without it, right? And we all know that faith operates by love, right? 
that faith grows. If you, have, if you have the love of God and you know how much God loves us, your faith in him arises, right? Those are key elements in, uh, in, in the functioning, right? Our potential can, cannot be released without faith and love. Cannot. Fear and hatred short circuit our potential, right? It's just that time. I guess it's just it's, it's stuff that's going on. I believe the enemy now more than ever is trying to get fear into our hearts. He's trying to get hatred, right, amongst people even, right? As those start to rise, if we allow them as a church to grip, grip us, grip our heart, um, it will absolutely short circuit what God's got for you. You won't be able to release it, right? Number three, you must know your purpose. You must know your purpose. I love this. Every product exists for a specific purpose. That reason is the original intent of its existence, the purpose for which the manufacturer made it. Knowing the manufacturer's intent is essential because the purpose for which something was made determines its design, its nature, and its potential. What was in the mind of the creator when he created the thing, right? I love that quote. I absolutely love that quote. Meditate on that a lot, right? What was in the mind of the creator when he created you, right? If all of creation is waiting for the sons and daughters of God to manifest themselves, we have a purpose, right? We have a purpose. God created you and gave you life for a purpose. Whatever that purpose is, you possess the potential to fulfill it. No matter how big the dream God gave you, your potential is equal to that assignment. How many of us feel like we have a great call on our lives? God's got a great purpose in store, right? That is going to equal, your potential is equal to that assignment, right? It's equal to that assignment. Purpose gives birth to responsibility, and responsibility makes demands on that potential, right? I love that. Purpose gives birth to responsibility, and responsibility makes demands on the potential, right? The more we take the responsibility for what God's called us to do, the more that, de- that demand, that responsibility will, will rise up and meet the occasion, right, on that potential that's on the inside of you. In other words, God unleashed, right? God will start to be unleashed. The Holy Spirit will be unleashed, Right? Number four, you must understand your resources. We must understand our resources. Right? God, in his great wisdom, provided human beings with tremendous material and physical resources to sustain and maintain, uh, sustain and ma- maintain us as we proceed in realizing, developing, and maximizing our potential. Right? So the resources are at hand. Vincent Norman uh, Peale says this. We know this. It says, it's almost as if there was an invisible reservoir of abundance in the universe that can be tapped if you will just obey certain spiritual laws, right? Unlimited resources available to each and every one of us if we'll abide by that spiritual law, right? If we'll do, if we'll stay within God's specs, specifications within his design, within his uh, framework, it's unlimited. 
right? And we can reach those, that resources by faith. Amen? So we got to understand what our resources are available to us if we're going to do it, right? If we know we have a great potential, if we know that anything is available to us from God and we can, we can access that by faith, that will help us have confidence in the, in the potential that we're moving towards. Amen? All right, number five, you must have the right environment. I love this, the right environment. You are in the right environment, right? That's what I love about the body on Sunday coming together corporately is, is whatever the environment has been throughout the week, it could be rough, it could be stressful, but when you come in here, if you just let it, leave it all at the door and you come into this environment on Sundays um, and just let the presence of God overflow, uh, flow over you, right, you have now put yourself in the right environment. Right? God created everything to flourish within a specific environment. God designed humans to function in the garden of his presence, in relationship with him, free from sin, and in daily communion with his spirit. Human potential needs this positive environment of fellowship, relationship, love, and challenge in order to be maximized. You can never be all you can be in any other environment right? You can't be any, everything that God has called us to be if you're not in fellowship with him, with, uh, without, without being in communion daily with him, speaking with him, right? Hearing what he has to say, being wa- washed by the water of the word, right, over us. If you listen, and I, find, I found myself in the last few days just listening to everything that's being said out there, being said on the media, social media, um, and that's just not just for this week, but this is a, con- a consistency, right? If you let that wash over you, if you let that get in your heart, it will move you over into fear within minutes, right? If you don't come in and get in that right in- uh, environment, hear from the Spirit of God what He's saying about you, right? That you're worthy the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, right? That we can do all things through Him, right? If you don't hear that, you're in the wrong environment, and it'll squelch the potential that we have in us. Amen? All right, number six. You guys still with me? Yeah. All right, and I love this one. You must work out your potential. You must work out your potential, right? Potential is, dor- is dormant ability, but ability is useless until it is given responsibility. When God created Adam, he planted him in, uh, he planted him, in him the potential to subdue, rule over, and care for the earth and everything in it. His potential was predetermined by by this purpose. Adam had inside of him all the potential necessary to fulfill the assignment, but he was not aware of his potential, even as you may not be aware of what you can do, right? Genesis 2.15, right? says, the first thing God gave Adam was not a wife. It wasn't a wife, but it was work, Right? He made demands on the potential of Adam's mind by commanding him to name the animals and stimulated the potential of his body by commanding him to cultivate the garden. The Lord gave Adam insight into the potential of his spirit by commanding him to dominate the whole earth for God's glory. I love this. Work is the major key in releasing your potential. Work. Not sitting around, idle hand, right? Idle mind, but work. Whatever God's called you to do, you got to get busy about doing it, right? 
I, I look at potential as like muscle, right? The more you start to work it, the more it grows, right? The land was promised to the children of Israel, but they had to walk it out to possess it. To release your true potential, you must be willing to work, right? Number seven, you must cultivate your potential, right? Cultivate it. That means stir it up, bring it up. It's really sad when uh, uh, a seed of a tree or a seed of something else doesn't come to its full full potential, right? An apple seed out of an apple, if you don't put it in the ground, cultivate it, water it every day, it's not going to grow into an apple tree, which in turn can in turn become an apple orchard, right? It doesn't reach its full potential, right? If you don't cultivate it, fertilize it, stay in positive company, give it the right environment, drench it with the water of God's word and the sunshine of personal prayer, right? And read materials, guys, that stimulate it. Stimulate your faith, stimulate your dream, right? You got to feed it. You got to cultivate your potential. Number eight, you must guard your potential. And I love this, right? It is sad. Just like the beginning, uh, opening paragraphs where it says, you know what, there's so much potential lying in the grave, right? That it, when, they, when we were youth, when we were younger, we had dreams, we had hopes, we had aspirations, but we never did anything with them. We never pursued them, right? It never, it never ended with, the, with that. Well, why? Because the enemy wants it. The enemy wants it, right? I think it scares him absolutely to death to know, even if one of us in this room or online, if one of us reach our full potential, He's going to be in a world of hurt. Him and his kingdom is going to have an incredible force to reckon with if one of us do it. If all of us do it, his work's done, right? And Jesus comes again. So you got to guard it. you got to guard it from all those uh, sin, discouragement, procrastination, failures, opinions, distractions, right? Traditions and compromise. He's after it. Satan wants it. Be on guard. Keep it guarded, right? You must, number nine, you must share your potential. You must share your potential, right? God created the heavens and the earth to operate on this principle. Potential can only be fulfilled when it is shared. Nature abounds with this truth. The sun does not exist for itself. Plants release oxygen for us. And we provide carbon dioxide for the plants, right? The bee receives nectar as it pollinates the flower. No potential exists for itself. The true measure of a fulfilled potential is not what is accomplished, but who receives benefit from that accomplishment. Your deposit was given to enrich and inspire the lives of other, others, Right? What's on the inside of each and every one of us is not for us alone, right? If we keep it and we keep it as selfishness and we keep it as for, our, for us only, it'll, dwi it'll dwindle, it'll wither away, right? Just like the Dead Sea, if there's no inlet and there's no outlet to it, it'll become stagnant, it'll become unfulfilled, it'll become unreached and unmaximized, right? We have to start to share our potential with those around us. 
And again, I feel like right now the world needs your potential more than anything else right now. The answer that we have inside each and every one of us is something they are looking for and are going to want more and more as the time goes on. Amen? And number 10, and number 10, you must know and understand the laws of limitation. Freedom and power are two of the most important elements in our lives. Potential is the essence of both. Potential is power, but freedom needs law to be enjoyed. And power needs responsibility to be effective. One without the other produces self-destruction. Right? Know what your limit is. You're limitless in God. But know what your limit is. Operate within the boundaries of, the, uh, of, of what he's called you to do. Right? Grab a hold of the responsibility and release the power in it. Right? One without the other produces self-destruction. Too much power without boundaries, you blow up. Right? That's a piece of dynamite. Right? That's a piece of dynamite. Responsibility without any authority or power to get it done sits dormant and lays on the ground. Amen? So there's 10 ways that you can maximize your potential, church. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it with this. And this is what the, really my heart behind this is. As I looked out and as I, uh, I see the church, not just new creation church as a whole, but I see the body of Christ. But I want it to start here. I believe the heart of this is, is if we will do this, we will become that place. We will be the problem solvers. We will be the solution containers, right? We will be the, uh, the healers through his hand, if we will grow and start to release the potential that's on the inside of each and every one as a body, we will be the light that shines, right? We've, called, we've been called to be the light of the world, right? The light of the world. Jesus is the light, but he's in us, so we are called to be the light. It's time. It's time, church, to rise and shine, right? And let the Lord, uh, glory of the Lord fall on us. People need it. People need it more now than they ever have, right? And times aren't getting better. This is just a taste of what's to come, right? So as we grow in our faith, as we're in this in-between time, let's take that time to grow in our faith, to grow in our love, to put our pride aside, to grow in humility, and to start to operate in everything that he has for us. Let's not limit him in our minds, but let's release everything that's on the inside. Amen? All right. Go ahead and stand with me. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll finish. Father God, I just thank you, Lord. I just thank you for this time together. Father God, I thank you that we are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord God, that you have placed and put inside each and every one of us an unlimited amount of potential, Father God, that you have called and gifted and talented us, Father, naturally. But more than that, Father God, you have placed your spirit on the inside of each and every one. Father, that if they're within the sound of my voice, Father God, I thank you that you are speaking to each and every heart. Father God, that you are just moving, Father, like you always move. Father God, that you're stirring the gift on the inside of each and every one. 
Lord God, that, they, that we will not leave today, Father, the same way that we came in. Father God, that what the enemy is trying to do to distract and take the focus off you, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that you're going to help us put our eyes right back on you. Father, what's on the inside of us, Father God, that we will start to release the potential that you have placed in us. Father God, that we will not go to the grave, Father God, and die without fulfilling what you've called us to do. Father God, our goal, that we would die empty. Father God, that we have released everything that you placed on the inside of us, Father. So we thank you for that. We give you all the praise, the honor, and glory for everything that you're going to do by your word, by your spirit. Father, this day and forward, Father God, I thank you that the nation is strong. Father, I thank you that the church is going to rise up, that the church is going to rise up, Father, and be the church. We're going to see miracles, signs, and wonders, Father, come out of this place, come out of our hands, Father, because you're going to move. Father, even when we don't see you, you're moving. And we just thank you, Lord, that you're going to move through us, transform us, develop us. Father God, show us the next step that we can walk out of here and fulfill what you've called us to fulfill. We thank you for that. We give you all the praise, the honor, and glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, church and church online, um, say this as we go. What God did in Christ Jesus. Far exceeds any damage done to me by Adam's fall. Make it a great day. We will see you online at 6 p.m. You will not want to miss. We have got a special, special message coming. So we'll see you through the airwaves at 6 p.m. Amen.